What's up, everyone? You are listening to the Jelly Cards Podcast, where we take you on a journey through the sports card hobby. And don't think we are excluding any of you TCG hobbyists, because we at Jelly grew up collecting both Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Each episode, we discuss various topics related to the hobby, while giving you frequent market updates for players both in-season and off-season. You can listen to all our episodes on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you are ready, we are ready. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this new episode from the Jelly Card Boys. All right, welcome back to the Jelly Cards Podcast, where John and I are spreading the love of the hobby. This is episode 44. You can listen to all our episodes on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you are enjoying these topics, please give us a rating and a follow on both Spotify and Apple. John, we're going we're gonna to keep talking about baseball because the best thing happened the other day. <laughs> the MLB released the new top 100 prospect list. And this, this right here is the foundation of jelly cards. Yeah. Bowman prospects is what we like is what, what we love to collect is what we strive for. This is, this is what we live for in the hobby. Basically. Yeah. That is Bowman prospects, teenagers playing baseball <laughs> and we want to make money off of them. Exactly. So it was great. I, I was very happy. The moment I saw that they were releasing the top 100 list, instantly texted you and was like, hey, of course, this is what we have to talk about. Unfortunately, they haven't put out the team list yet, which I'm very upset by. I'm like, I'm itching for the teams because I want to like how we always talked about, like we really break down, like break it down and go, you know, go in depth and look at these players. Like we look way past the top 100 list. Mm-hmm. And we try to find those as, you know, quote unquote, diamond in the roughs, uh, diamonds in the rough, you know. Uh, so I really want these teams because I want to see where certain players uh, are sitting on the, uh, the top, you know, their teams like top respected 10. lists. Yeah. And see like where if we're making any traction on some of these, you know, out of the top 100 prospects, see if we're making any traction with them. Um, but first and foremost. I want to piggyback off of, I want to mention something. I want to piggyback off of last week's episode when we were talking about like the hall of fame and talking about any players that are currently playing in the league right now that could eventually be hall of uh, famers. I think we completely disrespected Manny Machado (laughs) by not mentioning him on that podcast episode. Okay. What do you mean by that? Have you looked at his numbers? Yeah. I did not realize just like how good Manny Machado is. Mm-hmm. And if he keeps up the current pace that he's at right now for uh, clearly now that's a, a long shot for him to play at this level for the next 10 years. But if I was doing my math correctly, I think he's, if he kept up the same pace he's at right now, he will have over 3,500 hits and over 600 home runs to end his career. And how many years? What? Uh, in 10. Dang. If he plays another 10 years at this level and plays until he's 40. Oof. Oh, boy. I don't know if that's going to happen. I, obviously, that's like I, that's why I said it. it's clearly a long shot. However, 
Wow, dude, I did not realize like he's he's only 30 years old. Yeah. Oh, 31. 31 and like, you know. Yeah. He's like 31 and a half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's he's 31 years old. He's got a 54 uh 54.9 career war. He's got 313 home runs. Uh little over 1700 hits. 279 batting average. His uh slugging's at like 490, OPS 8 829, but Man, like, if he keeps up, so his current, uh, his 162-game average right now for home runs is 32. Wow. For hits, it's 178. And then, obviously, his batting average is uh, 279. Dang. So, I did, if I was doing the math, I well, I, I, I did the math for 30, but it's still the same thing. He will have close to, like, 3,500 hips and, like, 600 home runs yeah. if he kept up the same pace. Yeah. I'm assuming, and I think, well, go ahead. I'm assuming that he'll probably he'll get the 2,000 hits in the next two years, and then he'll. I assume he'll finish with at least 400. He could maybe push 450 career homers. I don't know if he'll get all the way to 500. That'd be really cool to see. It would be awesome, and and if we're talking about home runs too, and this is why I said it as well. I'm telling you, I I really think buying a uh, Giancarlo Stanton rookie card is a smart decision. <laughs> I know that as a as a as an extremely obviously long hold, mm-hmm. like you would have to hold it for his career forever. But um, but this is th- the point I'm making uh, when I talk about Giancarlo Stanton is look what happened with Aaron Judge, right? Like look what happened when he was about to break that um, Roger Maris's home run record for the single season. His card, his tops to just his regular like tops chrome rookie went from a $55 card to a $300 card. Yes. All that hype leading up to when is Aaron Judge going to, you know, when is he going to break this record? When is he going to do it? When is he going to do it? If Giancarlo Stanton can get healthy, which it sounds like he's he's kind of preparing his body yeah. for a little bit more of like a longevity of a career. You know, because obviously right now he's been made of paper mache. <laughs> he once if he can get near six hundred, what do you think the media is gonna do? Go nuts. They're gonna go absolutely nuts waiting for him and talking about it and waiting for him to hit six hundred. And I think at that time, if the hobby is still alive and kicking, I'm telling you right now, man. Everybody's going to be running out and wanting sure Carlos Stanton cards for the for the day he ends up hitting 600. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with you, obviously, but it's just um, I hope he really is like taking care of his body and doing what he's got to do. Because looking at his, uh, I'm assuming you looked at his 162 game average. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he averages 42 home runs in 162 games a year. Yeah, all he has to do is have five years of that, and he's at 600 home runs. And that's and that's why I said um, because I think he's he's still signed through um, 2027, I believe, is what he's signed through. So even if you just took his his 162 game average at the 42 and put it towards that, I think he would be over 550 mm-hmm. by the time he's done with his contract. And of course, somebody's got to pick him up. And my he'll probably just do like little like one to two year deals, but somebody will continue to pick him up. I agree with you. And if you all you need him to do is DH, I don't need him to play the field. Exactly. I would never put him back in a defensive position again. Yeah, I agree with you. He he would remain a DH until the day he retired. Yes, he should. 
Yeah. You can like, so, uh, yeah, I remember that uh, video from last year where he's like barely running at all. It's because he's in such, he was in such terrible shape. So, yeah. I've, so he's, he's really slimmed down. He's gotten well on his, like his diet and his conditioning. And I think you are going to see a resurgence year from, from Giancarlo Stan. I like it. I like the pick. Hey, I'm in, I'll buy all the cards. <laughs> Yeah. So I just wanted to say that I think I think it was like disrespectful to Manny Machado to not say that he has a chance to be like this Hall of Fame player. And I'm telling you, I, I don't know if I don't know if Giancarlo Stanton gets in the Hall of Fame. If he hits 600, he needs to really get that average up and things. But yeah, I think those are two key players that you could invest in right now and just set aside. Just put the cards aside and wait 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I like those picks, Manny especially. But <laughs> let's get into some prospects, baby. Hell yeah. Because I'm assuming it's going to be a long episode. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, tell me, give me your first thoughts about the, the list when you saw it come out. Because were you watching it live? I uh, know I wasn't. I was not watching it live. I was at work. Okay. But uh, yeah, I was refreshing my. I was at work. I was, I was working. <laughs> there you go. You were at work doing work. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, so just give me your first uh, your first thoughts on the list. Uh, who shocked you the most? Like, you know, are you uh, are you okay? Are you happy with the top? You know, top ten. Who do you think should have made the list? Who do you think you know maybe got ranked a little too high? But just what are your initial thoughts on it? So my initial thoughts on the list, I. I like the list. I think it's fine. Uh, it's nice to see some new names on here. Nice to see a bunch of teams getting more top 100 prospects. I think that's really cool. But I messaged you guys that my biggest shock and kind of, I don't know what really went into this decision. And this is just me being a baseball fan, not a Cubs fan. I don't I'm going to go on record saying I don't agree with Colson Montgomery being the number nine prospect in baseball. I messaged you guys about it because I, I mentioned Colson cause I, I think he's a great prospect. I think he's a really good player. I think he's the, I think he's pretty, pretty damn good. Obviously the White Sox best prospect, but I was not expecting to see him in the top 10 prospects in all of baseball. I thought for sure that he would be the Sox number one prospect, but once this list came out and it got past like the top, 20 top 30 and i still didn't see his name i was like oh man did they did they leave him off completely and then when he popped up at number nine i thought that was my biggest shock he's i know he's 21 years old short stuff with the white Sox, 6'3, 205 but his numbers just aren't like really off the charts impressive uh when he he started last year in rookie ball made his way all the way up to double a Rookie ball and a and high A, he did pretty well in only like 27 games combined between the two levels. But once he got to double A in 37 games in double A, I just wasn't as impressed as I think some of these uh, decision makers were when it came to the top 100 prospect list. But aside from Colson, I was very happy to see Jet Williams on there because we have his cards. Very happy to see that freaking... Tyler Black broke the top fifty, even yeah. though mm-hmm. even though he's a Brewer, I I was preaching his name a while ago. Casey and the Cubs, obviously, that's what makes me the most happy. 
the Cubs have the most top 100 prospects in baseball. So yeah, hell yeah to that. But yeah, like you said, it's it's basically a holiday for Jelly Cards because of how much we get involved in and invest in Bowman prospects. So I was happy about it. Some big shocks for people that are off the list, but how are yeah. mm-hmm. how are you feeling? What did what did you think when you first saw this new list? Well, to um, to just go off of what you were saying about Colson Montgomery, uh, I think the reason why they they put him so high is because he's already being compared to Corey Seager. Uh-huh. Like if they pick a, if they pick a player like who who am I compared to? I mean, Corey Seager is obviously an MVP caliber player right now. So when Colson Montgomery is getting drawn to comparisons of Corey Seager, I can understand why people are are hyping him up as much as they are. Plus, they think that he's uh, that he's like a, he's going to be an all star. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can I can understand. I see where you're coming from with the stats. They don't blow me away. Yeah. However, I guess like talent wise, like I you know he's going to be really good. Um, the, the big shocker to me, of course, was, and I said this in the chat, Elijah Green. Yeah. He He's not even one of the players because uh, MLB brought out an article about the players who just missed the top 100. Right. He wasn't even in that list. Yeah. So I don't know what happened to Elijah Green if this kid just forgot how to play baseball <laughs> or they just really, really scouted him poorly because – in 2022, when him and Jackson Holiday were getting released in draft, he was what probably I'm I'm assuming he was the second best pull in the box. Yeah, we could give him. I that. think probably at least like top three. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what happened, he, but he fell off tremendously. Um, I saw uh, the Cubs prospect uh, Moises. He was I he just missed the top 100. Yeah, he's good. So that one was good. Yeah, like uh, I saw Tyler Black. I thought that was really, really cool that he cracked the top fifty. Um, some some shockers like still like Manzardo like at fifty nine. Like I don't know why. Like he's still kind of kind of far down. Uh, Kevin Alcantara. That was another one. Mm-hmm. He made a huge jump because he wasn't even on the list last year. Exactly. So now he sits at 65, which I thought was was really good for him. Um, I personally think uh, um, Triantos should be way higher. <laughs> nice, hell yeah. Than 73. Do you want to talk? You want to talk about a kid who doesn't strike out like ever? Mm-hmm. 83 games last year he played in total, and he only struck out 39 times. Been trying to he tell you. Walked 35 times. Hell yeah. That's like Ichiro crap, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's the next Ichiro. Okay, no. yeah, relax. I'm just, but I'm just saying I think Trianto, he should be way higher than, than 73. I agree. And another shocker, too, was uh, uh, Spencer Jones, who's 84. He, isn't he like the Yankees' top prospect? He was last year. Yeah. yeah. So if, if, if he's the Yankees' top prospect at 84, I'm assuming that can't be – that can't be right. There's no no. Uh, well, except for Dominguez, but he's already yeah, he's playing. already up. Is he? Is he really? Wow, Yankees! Oh my God, Spencer <laughs> Jones is at 84. He's the Yankees' best prospect at 84. I know. Andrew Jones, man, I don't know what's going on with that guy. <laughs> I don't know. Like he's just not. His numbers aren't aren't well. Like he's now he sits at 78. Like I don't know. 
but he's six four. Jeez, Man. kid's big. Yeah, big exactly. Kid. He's only like, isn't he? How old is he? Twenty. Uh, so he's probably twenty. Yeah, yeah. Just relax. Don't but, worry. Yeah, but okay, we can uh, we can get into some of these players. So give me your first one. So I told John before we uh, started recording this podcast when we're you know hopefully he was taking his notes, doing his homework. <laughs> Always. I told him, yeah, I told him, hey, let's talk like top 100 prospects. However, I was like, don't pick anybody in the top 15. I told him it's, it would be too easy for us to talk about Jackson Holiday, you know, Jackson Honey Nut Cheerios, uh, <laughs> Paul Skeens, Evan Carter, Wyatt Langford, any of those, Dylan Cruz, Ethan Salas. It's too easy to talk about them. And I feel like we've talked about them enough already. So give me a player. That's not in the top 15 that you found that you were like, hey, I think he's a good buy right now. Okay. Yeah. So I I told you before we started recording, I actually talked about both of the people that I want to talk about on this podcast episode briefly at the end of our previous episode, because in our, our previous MLB episode, when it was like MLB offseason, who are we going to invest in? And then Jason said, John, make sure you pick MLB players. And I didn't pick a single MLB player. And I wrote down Shocker. all my all my prospects. This guy was one I mentioned, and I'm going to talk about him now. I I told you, Jason, if you go back and listen to it, I told you to look out for this guy. He is on Boston, so I hope you didn't pick the guy that I'm talking about. Boston. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about Roman Anthony. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I said this to you, like, I don't know when we recorded, maybe a month ago, maybe even more than that now, now that we're into February. Roman Anthony, in some sort of crazy shockwave, jumped from barely being on the list. I want to say he wasn't even in the top 100. And now Roman Anthony is the number 24 prospect in baseball. He is 19 years old an outfielder for the Boston Red Sox organization. He went from very impressively single A all the way up to triple A last year in 2023. Or I'm sorry, single A all the way up to double A. And he is doing very well at every single level as he progresses. It's like if you look at his stats in single A last year, 2023, this is what I love the most about Roman Anthony. He had 42 games. He only had one homer, 18 RBIs, 11 stolen bases, 38 walks to 38 strikeouts in his 42 games in single A. Someone in Boston was like, hey, he's he's clearly at a better level than some of the players here. I think he's just like uh, making sure his craft, he's perfecting his craft. They bumped him up to high A, and in high A, He played 54 games, hit 12 homers, 38 RBIs, 40 walks, 75 strikeouts. His average jumped from A to high A. It was 228. It jumped up to 294. Slugging jumped from 317 to 569. Mm -hmm. And then after that, they're like, okay, clearly he's got high A down. We're going to move him up to double A. In his 10 games in double-A, he had one homer, eight RBIs, three stolen bases. His average jumped from 294 to 343. On-base jumped from 412 to 477. 
and his slugging stayed pretty high at 543. His OPS went up every single level. So I'm talking about Roman Anthony because I feel like, honestly, at this price, I'm getting a little bit iffy because now everyone's just hopping on board on the Roman Anthony train. But I just feel like I told you I'm worried that he's going to overtake Marcelo as the top prospect in Boston system. And I mm-hmm. think he's a good investment because he's only 19 years old. And he's kind of – he's portraying himself like a professional baseball player. He's getting better as the difficulty in baseball gets more difficult. So I pulled up some cards of his because I – These cards are a little bit too expensive in my opinion, which is kind of a little plot twist because I know we want to talk about players that we should invest in, but I just have to hit on Roman Anthony because I think as this upcoming season goes on, he might climb even higher on the top 100 prospect list and you could potentially still make money. So his 2023 Bowman, which is where you can find the Roman Anthony first chromes, his 2023 Bowman first chrome auto in a PSA 10, sold a week ago on January 26th for $305. Wow. Yeah, $305 for a first Bowman PSA 10 auto. And when I was talking about Roman Anthony way back when, and way back when the freaking set was released, you could get a raw Roman Anthony first Bowman auto for like 20 bucks, maybe 20 to $40. So, yeah, he's my <clears throat> excuse me, he's my first pick. I'm super happy for him that he made it into the top 100 but to be honest i'm kind of shocked that he went all the way up to 24 but i yeah he's my first pick i i know we talked about marcelo a little bit because mm-hmm. like you said and probably are going to touch on he's he's not where he was but no yeah i think roman anthony is a great baseball player and he's only 19 years old and i think that people are realizing that his floor is very high and his ceiling might be even higher. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've talked on way too long, but he was my first pick because I knew this was going to happen. Uh, like I said, I wasn't expecting him to jump all the way to the top 25, but he's a great player and I'm happy for him. So what do you got? What do you think about Roman Anthony? What are your thoughts on uh, him? And then let me, I want to hear you rant about Marcelo too. <laughs> Actually, I did. I didn't even look. Uh, I saw that, um, Marcelo dropped and this is the farthest down I think he's ever been since he, you know, was, uh, came into the, the MLB, uh, MILB. Mm-hmm. However, I mean, I, I've never really paid too much attention to Roman Anthony. So a lot of this stuff was kind of new to me. I, I just, I don't know, Boston, I just don't gravitate to like Boston prospects like that mm-hmm. other than Marcelo Mayer and just keeping up with it. So, I mean, I, to me, I when I was looking at the list, it wasn't like, oh my god, I can't believe Roman Anthony's that that high up. Um, however, from looking at it though, it sounds like they're moving him through the system like extremely fast. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I like it. Sometimes you know it could it could work in their advantage. It could not. But I'm assuming he'll probably end up starting at Double A and then maybe eventually, depending on his play make it a triple a and he could be a next season call up exactly you know on opening day so um you know don't get too you know for people listening don't get too caught up on the etas because you kind of got to think like if it says like eta of 2025 that could be end of the season 2024 yeah 
You know, like uh, Jason Dominguez was always a 2024 call up. That's what his ETA was, but he got called up end of 2023. So like, you know, like we're saying, don't get caught up on those too much, you know, be kind of prepared for it to happen a little bit sooner than what they're anticipating. Uh, really truly just depends on the team and where the team's at. And, you know, the Yankees last year were not good. So why not call up these, you know, young prospects and let them play and get that, you know, get that confidence level up and get some, you know, pro level ball under their belt. And, and then hope for, you know, when they come into 2024, the next season, they're raking. Exactly. You know, so, uh, but yeah, that's a good pick. I like that pick. It is a, it's a little pricey. Yeah. You know, but I mean, still, if you, you got to remember Anthony Volpe and Jordan <laughs> Walker, exactly. you know, just regular Chrome autos, 1500. <laughs> yeah. So if, if he's sitting at 300 right now and turns out to be a uh, top 10 prospect or top five prospect, you know, by the time he gets called up, that could easily be a $1,500 card right there. Completely agree. And this is kind of how I base uh, a lot of my prospect. Uh, hunting and my prospect searches because like I said, it's easy to go and, and, and pick Jackson holiday. It's easy to go and pick Wyatt Linkford and Ethan Salas. But what I do when I'm looking for prospects is I'm looking at players who are in the eighties, nineties, seventies, whatever it may be. And I'm looking at their build and I'm looking at their size and their play. And, and I'm, comp- and I'm saying like, well, who, who does this prospect compare to? Like, <laughs> If, does this prospect compare to Jackson Holiday? Does this prospect compare to Wyatt Langford and in, in, in build type? Because truthfully, I think the talent is there for any of them. Mm-hmm. As long, you know, it's just some, some it clicks faster than others. So when I was looking through and I found one player and I'm looking at him, he's 22 years old, 6'3", 225, ETA of 2025. I'm looking 6'3", 225, outfielder. I was like, man, Wyatt Langford's six one two twenty five. So I'm like, okay, well let me let me check this uh, check this player out. And the player I found was Jordan Beck. Nice. Uh, Jordan Beck is the uh, uh, number eighty one prospect on the top one hundred list. He's a prospect that uh, is in the Colorado Rockies organization. So, boom! Instantly, light bulb went up in my head. I'm like, whoa! I mean, he's a Rocky. <laughs> He's a Rocky with power. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. Because we all know about Coors Field. You know, we know how, how much people love Coors Field and how it inflates the numbers. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a Hall of Famer already in my book. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, Jordan Beck, like I said, he's 22 years old, 6'3", 225. He's projected uh, – he's, he's estimated to come up in two, uh, 2025 – so last year in 2023, he played uh, in both high A and double A. He played 126 games, batted a 271, on base 364, slugged 503. His OPS was 867. He had 132 hits, 34 doubles, 25 home runs, 91 ribbies, and 20 stolen bases. Yeah. Um, so what his bio kind of reads is he's a super athletic right fielder with uh, big run production. He's got great bat speed, draws a lot of walks, and he's already a 2020 hitter, which that stood out to me. Yes. If you're hitting home runs and stealing stolen uh, and stealing bases, you're gonna be up there. If you turn out to be a top, you know, a top player in the league, you, now I'm thinking like, oh man, Ronald Cunha, <laughs> nice. like Ronald Cunha status. You know what I mean? Like this is kind of how I 
you know, see it because I'm looking at those markets and I'm looking at his market and going this there, this is where it could be. Right. Yes. So he had, uh, he had a total of 61 extra base hits last year. Oh yeah. 61 extra base hits. He was third in the organization with a 134, uh, WRC plus, nice. which, uh, um, oh man, I'm drawing a blank on what the acronyms for, uh, runs, runs created. created. Yep. Yeah. Runs created, then they take a factor into like ballpark things like that. So I'm looking at him, and I'm going, "You're, you hit power, you can steal bases, you're, you're clearly hitting the gaps in the outfield, and you're gonna play a course field." <laughs> I'm telling you, he's got, like I said, he's got an ETA of 2025. He ended in Double A. I'm assuming that might be where he starts. He might play like a month or so, and then they're going to get him up there in Triple A. He could be an end of the season call up. I mean, the Rockies are not sitting pretty in terms of their like MLB roster. They're not going. I don't look at them and think that they're going to be, try, you know, fighting for a World Series next year. Mm-hmm. But if it if it stays the same, I don't see why if he makes it up to Triple A and he's doing well in Triple A that they don't bring him up in like August or September and let him get like a month of baseball under his belt, yeah. uh, you know, at the major league level. So, and then if you look at his card market, I've been watching a lot of his cards right now. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm really hoping to get one. I'm, I've watched one so I can get an offer sent. Um, nice. So his uh, 20, his 2022 first Bowman Chrome blue refractor auto. So that's out of numbered out of one fifty PSA 10 on January 16th. You're going to love this. Sold for $170. Damn. That's a good deal. Where the hell were we, man? (laughs) Like, where were we on January 16th? What the hell were we doing? I don't know. Looking at football. Not paying attention. Like idiots. (laughs) Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Probably looking at Lamar Jackson cards for them just to lose. Dak Prescott cards over there. Oh, that would be even worse. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, his blue chrome, his true blue. This is a true blue refractor auto out of 150 PSA 10, and it sold for $170. Damn. If he ends up cracking the top 10 or something like that, that that's a $2,000 card. I Easily. Agree. Yeah. And then his uh, 2022 First Bowman Chrome Sapphire Edition PSA 10 on January 13th. Sold for nineteen dollars and five cents. Oh God! <laughs> yep. Oh wow. And then, yeah. And then uh, twenty twenty two first Bowman Chrome his yellow lava refractor numbered out of seventy five raw. This was non auto. January twenty first sold for fifteen dollars and fifty cents. Wow. Dude. Dude, what man, what are we what, doing, man? I don't know. We, we should. I should have a stack of Jordan Beck cards up to my neck. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Like so, Dang, good I, I yeah, I think he is absolutely uh, a buy right now. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at power. I'm looking at extra base hits. I'm looking at stolen bases. He plays it. He's gonna play his you know half his games at Coors Field. I think he is a buy right now. Get him while they're low because if he ends up tearing it up, if he he's clearly if he's 2020 right now, 2020 home runs to uh. 20 home runs, 20 stolen bases. At Coors Field, he's a 30-30 guy. I agree. Hell yeah. So, so that's my pick. That's my first one, Jordan Beck. 
good pick. What do you, yeah, what do you feel about it? I like the pick a lot. Yeah, he was actually another guy that I mentioned when we had our previous episode. He was on my list. I think he's underrated, and I'm actually happy to hear that his cards market is also underrated. Mm-hmm. I think that was a really good find. I didn't know that his cards market had gotten that, like... There was a time where it was even lower than that, but now that he's in the top 100 and he's actually like uh, getting better, I I'm happy you found him. I'm happy you picked him. I think he's a great pick, and especially because of what you said with the the whole course field advantage and all that nonsense. I think he's going to turn out to be a good prospect, and as this year goes on, I think he's going to have a good year and he might climb the rankings faster than people think. So he could, that's what I'm saying. He could be a end of the season call up. Yeah. Exactly. He's 22, right? He's He's 22 years old. I mean, now's the time. Yeah, completely agree. I think it's a great pick. And, oh, man, I should (laughs) – there was a a day. This is like a small little tangent. I know, like, maybe a couple days ago or maybe a weeks ago, I was looking through all my Bowman cards just because I was trying to get us some some whatnot sales when we were doing that, um, like, huge singles show on whatnot. I was like, I've become a Rockies fan. Looking at how many Colorado Rockies prospects I have in my... Uh, I'm, I'm telling you right now, uh, watch out for the Colorado Rockies. They got some good prospects. They have some really good prospects, and when they all get called up, it could be a Chicago Cubs 2016 World Series team. Right, and they could be like Baltimore, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just, you know... Lightning in a bottle, man. They all get called up, <laughs> yeah. and next thing you know, it's like, watch out for the Rockies. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, it's a good pick, but yeah, just going off of uh, picking Jordan Beck, I have so many Rockies prospects because I always thought that they were undervalued in breaks, mm-hmm. and I just, yeah, good pick, Jason. I like it. But yeah, here we go. So uh, when you when you were reading off the, the age and stuff, I thought you were going to talk about the guy that I'm going to talk about. I might steal your thunder now that I'm going to talk about him. The next prospect that I want to talk about is on Cleveland. Do you have no. a Cleveland? Oh, nope. okay. Sweet. Good. So, another mention, another honorable mention in our last podcast episode. But now I definitely have to talk about this guy because now he is right off of the edge of the top 30. He is the number 31 prospect in MLB baseball. And this oh, might, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I saw him too. Yeah, this might make uh, our Cleveland listeners a little bit happy. Chase DeLauder. Chase DeLauder is 22 years old. Again, when you were reading off like uh, size and stuff, I was worried. He is 6'4", 235 pounds, outfielder in the Cleveland minor league system. And he's a lefty. He bats lefty and throws lefty. So the reason that I'm talking about Chase DeLauder, kind of contrary to my Roman Anthony pick, is because I feel like Chase's cards are more affordable and I feel a lot more comfortable buying Chase DeLauder. But I'm going to read some stats to you because we love to just kind of look at stats and scout our players on our own weird jelly way. In 2023, he, like uh, Roman... He started in rookie ball and then made his way all the way up to double A. So in nine games at rookie ball, he slashed 286 on base of 447, slugged 500. And then he went to high A, where he played most of last year, most of the minor leagues. In high A, 42 games, he had 60 hits, 24 runs, 
18 doubles, four homers, 31 RBIs, three stolen bases. In 42 games, he struck out 22 times. Wow. He batted 366 on base of 403, slugging of 549. So then Cleveland decided for the last, like, I guess, week or two of the season to send him up to double A. In double A, he only played six games, so the sample size is really small. In six games, he had eight hits, one double, four RBIs, five walks, only three strikeouts, batted 364 on base of 464, slugged 409. So I'm picking Chase DeLauder. Those are just his standard stats, but I'm really, really, really happy that you brought up WRC plus like runs created. I think it's usually on a scale of uh, like up to 100 is league 100 average. Is, 100 is league average. 150 is like elite. Yeah, 150, you'd be 50% above the league average. Yeah. So listen to this. I really love fan graphs. That's where I usually go to look at all this stuff. So the reason that I love Chase DeLauder as a Bowman prospect in terms of investing, his WRC plus in high A was 164. Oh, my. <laughs> exactly. And when he was promoted to double A, even though it was just for the six games that he played, it was 149. And to kind of do a little plug for Eric over there, his BABIP, batting, his average, yeah, <laughs> batting average on balls in play, in high A, his BABIP was 403. And in double A, it was 400. So... I'm just I've just been looking at this kind of stuff all ever since we decided to talk about the new 100 prospect list because in my opinion Chase DeLauder's card market does not reflect how well no, this not at all this kid has been doing in the pro, in the, it in is the after this podcast episode I know yeah this is a big mistake and so, here's the thing Le- lefty at uh progressive field mhm he don't have to deal with that Oh, ooh, I almost watch it. Almost got the f bomb. He, uh, he doesn't have to deal with that big wall on in right field or uh, left field. So, mm-hmm. so on January twenty eighth, which is just like a few days ago, I'm sure you saw the same one. His first Bowman Chrome Auto mm-hmm. from twenty twenty two Bowman Draft in a PSA ten sold for hundred and sixty three dollars and ninety four cents. hundred and sixty four dollars for a first Bowman Auto, and then. God, I'm like kind of upset about this one. The refractor? Yeah. <laughs> so there's actually quite a few. I'm looking at the green refractor. Are you looking at the green oh, refractor? No, I'm just looking at his chrome refractor on December 26th that sold for $36. Exactly. So um, I'm going to skip over the green because I know people hate on green for some reason. But back to your topic about the true blue. So on December 12th, which was now almost two months ago, his true blue auto in a PSA 10 on a 150 sold for $541.55. And just using what you said, like you said pretty well, once he becomes, in my opinion, a top 20 prospect, maybe even top 15, who knows, and he gets the call that he's going to go to the bigs, I feel like that $500 card might jump all the way up to like 2 k maybe a little over 2 k if things if he keeps doing what he's doing, excuse me, and he just gets better and better as the years go on, I don't know. I, I feel like Chase DeLauder is a really great prospect, and I'm happy for our Cleveland Indians fan, Cleveland Guardians fans out there. I think he's going to do really well for their system. And I think right now, 
based on what I'm seeing when I'm looking at his play and just, I don't know, his build as well, like like you said, I think he's a good investment. So that's my pick. I Yeah, let me know what you think and then, yeah, just kind of go into what your thoughts are on in terms of the cards market. I mean, I, I definitely – I saw him on there when I was looking through and I thought, wow, he was really, really good. Uh, I Yeah, for some odd reason, I just didn't – I think maybe he was too far up on the list, like too close to the top that I kind of overlooked it. But I like those Sapphire editions sitting at like 50 bucks. Nice. You know, and this is – another thing that I like doing is I like looking at players' markets – Again, and then comparing them to these top prospects that are like within the top five or top 10 and kind of understanding that this is where that market could end up. (laughs) And that's why we like to buy in low, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Chase DeLauder at $163 for his, for his first Bowman Chrome, you know, auto in a PSA 10. And then you look at Jordan Beck and his out of 150 sold for 170. Yeah. Like if you take those take those both players and you compare them to prices of like Jackson Holiday, like this is what I'm saying. Like this is where that market could end up if these players and if these prospects end up being like a top ten prospect. Yeah. And this is why we like looking at these you know at these uh, lower market uh, players because we know where it could end up. Sure, you can buy up a Jackson Holiday card. That's almost like a, a sure bet. Mm-hmm. But I'm spending two thousand dollars trying, or you know, a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars trying to buy up that one card, when I could look at a different prospect who's sitting at sixty-seven dollars or something. You right. know what I mean? So uh, you can like buy multiple. Why, I can buy ten of those, or so whatever. You know what I mean? So absolutely, completely agree. I think that like that's a really great point. Obviously, uh, we, we're not saying we're not saying that Chase Delauder or Jordan Beck's going to become the number one prospect in baseball, but we're just saying, well said, Jason. As they climb up the ra- up the ladder, they make their way up to the top twenty, top ten. God, if they go to top five, things get really crazy. Mm-hmm. Even that sixty dollar investment becomes at least like two hundred, three hundred, four hundred dollars, and that's yeah. and that's I completely agree with you. You can absolutely buy Cheerio. You can buy Jackson Holiday. Absolutely recommend it. Like they're they're gonna be pro baseball players, and you can have you have more confidence that they're gonna make the show. But would you rather buy one Jackson Holiday, or would you rather find eight to ten prospects and capitalize on all of those markets instead of just one guy? So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Go ahead. Who's your who's your next pick? I'm actually shocked. I thought for sure I, that you were gonna talk about the lottery because of the the power numbers, Mister Power over there. Well, let's get into some power. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> great, great segue right into my next prospect. Thank you, John. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stick with Colorado again. What? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to stick with Colorado again, and it's not your boy. Uh, uh, what's his name? Dylan? Dion? No, it's not Dion. It's not Amandor. Uh... Uh, it is a different <laughs> different kid. 21. He's 6'2", 198. Again, ETA is 2025. The only problem is, is that him and Jordan Beck have the same position. They're still they're talking right field for both of them. Mm. Um, but he is actually ranked higher than Jordan Beck. He sits at number 72. And I hope I pronounce his name correctly. Uh, Yankeel Fernandez. Nice. So he is my second pick. Again, like I said, I was sticking with Colorado. He's the uh, number 72 prospect. So. 
He's only 21, 6'2", 198, but they scouted him at a, at a 60 for his power, which I thought was really good because, like, I think a lot of, uh, you know, collectors, investors look at um, power numbers is what gets the people looked at. It's what, the, you know, it's what collect, collectors like to see. It's what the, the media likes to see. If he comes into Colorado and gets called up and he's cranking, he's cranking homers, man. Mm-hmm. People are going to be really high on him. So in 117 games uh, last year, he batted a 265 on base, 313, slugged 486. His OPS was 799. He had 127 hits, 25 doubles, 25 home runs, 92 RBIs. He actually had three triples. Nice. Which I was very surprised by. Um, for his bio, they um, they say that he has plus raw, uh, raw power from the left side of the plate. Now, this is what I love most about him. He's a lefty. Nice. And at, and at, in the Rockies uh, stadium, man, lefties <laughs> yeah. rushed the ball, dude. They absolutely crushed the ball. If you saw that home run derby when Shohei Otani was taking batting practice, unreal. So <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think lefties in Colorado are the best bet to go with. Um, they said he has plus, he has a plus arm in right field. And he's going to be a true middle-of-the-order threat in Colorado. Nice. That means he's a run producer. Hell yeah. And that's what they want him to do. In 2022, he had an OPS of 847, and he had 109 ribbies. Damn. In, 20, in 2022. So this is why they think he is a true middle-of-the-order uh, middle threat because he can produce runs. Yes, he has a low average. He's got a low on-base percentage. But the slugging and the run production is what they want the most clearly out of this kid. Absolutely. So if you go into his card market, again, this, this is what we're trying to find. We're trying to find these low markets. His, 20, his 2022 first Bowman Chrome Auto and a PSA 10. All right, you ready for this? Oh, boy. January 29th. One sold for ninety dollars. Damn. On January fifteenth, one <sighs> sold for seventy-two dollars. What the? F- this is a first Bowman Chrome Auto PSA ten. They're selling for under a hundred dollars right now. Damn. Yep. Super upsetting, man. That is extremely upsetting. They need to put this list out way earlier. <laughs> yeah. Right. Clearly, they need to put it out earlier. We need to do better research. Damn it. Yeah. Well, Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean you're right. But it's, yeah, under $100. His, uh, his 2022 first Bowman Chrome green refractor, so it's a true green auto out of 99 PSA 10, sold for 470 He had a 2022 first Bowman Chrome refractor. Uh, this is weird. <laughs> when did they start numbering non-auto refractors? That was like oh. an old thing that they do. They still do that because I thought they only numbered it for the refractor autos. They do. They do. There's like refractors, and then there's numbered refractors. But but this one is a non-auto, yeah. and it's numbered out of four ninety nine. Yeah, they did that. They still do that. Okay, so yeah, his twenty twenty two first Bowman Chrome refractor non-auto out of four ninety nine PSA ten sold on January twenty first for uh, thirty six dollars. Dang. And then here, and this is the one that I love the most. His twenty twenty two first Bowman Chrome auto refractor. Numbered out of 499, PSA 9. 
sold on November 26th for $67. Dang. So this is this is why I, I compared these markets to Jackson Holiday. Okay, thank you. That card no no no. That card for Jackson Holiday is a twelve hundred dollar card. That's true. But for Yankeel Fernandez, that's a sixty seven dollar card. Yeah. If, if if this kid plays extremely well this year, doesn't get called up but plays extremely well, and he cracks like top twenty or like top fifty, top twenty, whatever it yeah. may be. That's sixty-seven. That's not going to be sixty-seven dollars anymore. Completely agree. And this is why I'm saying, like, this is where the they could be, and that's why we like to buy low because we understand what happens when you crack the, a top ten, uh, a top one hundred list. Yeah. And where that market will end up taking you. Exactly. So I would buy like five of these at sixty-seven dollars. <laughs> yeah. And even if when even if it doesn't pan out and he ends up getting called up without you know getting into like a top twenty five, a lefty in course field, come on, yeah, come on, good call, Jason. That's true. So he is my second pick. I really really like his market. Any any time you can get a first Bowman Chrome Auto PSA ten under a hundred dollars, easy buy. I agree with you. Easy buy. So yeah, he's my second pick. Hell yeah. I think it's a great pick and I'm I'm happy that you picked another Rocky. Like I I just uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I just I'm I'm liking the way these Rocky prospects look, dude. I completely agree. That's why like I said, when I would join breaks, I would buy the Rockies so often because it was like super cheap to buy a full case break for the Rockies and I know what prospects are in their system and mm-hmm. in the in the freaking breaks. So I'm like, okay. My hands are tied now. I have no choice but to buy the Rockies. Are people still ripping 2022 Bowman draft? Uh, probably. I don't know if uh, you'll find it like on whatnot and stuff, but I'm sure you can find some Facebook groups out there. Or search eBay for breaks, and they'll pop up eventually. Mostly because people are going nuts, obviously, for Jackson Holiday, but maybe you can snag the well, Rockies. I, I, yeah, I meant it more for the Rockies. Exactly. Yeah, people. Because uh, I believe Jordan Beck was draft. No, was he draft? Yeah, he was draft. Yeah, yeah 2022 sure. Bowman draft. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I like both picks obviously, and I'm sad that you didn't talk about my guy Dion because now people are starting to catch up. They're starting to realize that he's actually pretty good too. And yeah, but I, I just so told many. you I, I got that auto. I got that auto offer. It was still under 100. I yeah. Mean, so I mean, I I think I think what kind of might hurt Dion in the fa- it, for the market is he's not a power guy. Yeah, for people who don't know, we're talking about Dion Jorge, who's uh, yeah. also Colorado prospect. Yeah, so I just think I, I don't think he's I don't think he's gonna have the pop at the plate that everyone's gonna watch. Like he'll be a great defender, he'll be great on the bases, a good contact hitter. But it, when it comes to like, would you rather buy into a three hundred hitter or would you rather buy into a fifty home run hitter? Like <laughs> right. I think everyone's gonna want the fifty home runs. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I got you. So, but yeah, do you have any more or do you want me to go with my – I have I three. I know you picked three. I know I'd said I only picked two, but I'm gonna just going to – I'm going to do an honorable mention for 2023 Bowman draft because – so the last guy that I would talk about, I – to like, um, I don't know, preference? What's the word I'm looking for? Anyway, before I get into it, this is a recommendation for me. I would not buy them right now, 
but I would recommend you watch this card market because I feel like it's going to take a dip and that's when I will buy because right now 2023 Bowman Draft came out in December and that set is still really, really hot because they also released 2023 Bowman Draft Sapphire. So I am trying to avoid buying draft cards off of eBay right now because I think people are still just hung up on drafts and they are still inflating the market more than it should be. But the guy that I'm going to recommend and I'm going to talk about briefly is Colt Emerson. Mm. Colt? Yeah. I don't know if you looked into him, but he, I'm shocked. I didn't know that he was going to be on here, but he is. He's number 87 in the MLB top 100 and he is only 18 years old. Mm-hmm. 18 year old shortstop slash, uh, oh, I'm sorry. He's the first. Yeah. Yeah. Shortstop slash second baseman for Seattle. And I just want to read some numbers here to you, Jason, because I feel like people are, they're buying him pretty expensively right now, but I feel like the market's going to take a dip and that's when I want to pounce on some cards. So he only played 24 games in 2023. He played in rookie ball and he played in a rookie ball. And I guess low a, if you want to call it low a in 24 games, he had 34 hits, 10 doubles, two homers, 13 RBIs, eight stolen bases, zero caught stealing, 17 walks, 20 strikeouts. His slash line was 374, on base 496, slugged 550, OPS of 1.045. In 24 games, he had 50 total bases. 50 total bases from rookie ball to A ball, and he is only 18 years wow. old. He's turning 19 in July, so he's going to start this season still 18. Can't even drink. He'll... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, man. So Colt Emerson, in my opinion, like I'm saying, don't go out and buy his cards right now unless you really want to, and hell yeah, I support you. I think his market is a little bit too expensive, but I feel like in my gut, He's going to be a really great prospect. And freaking Seattle is just getting better and better because they have so many good prospects. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So just to kind of rattle off some cards prices that sold recently, his 2023 Bowman draft, I just had it. Green refractor, green lava refractor out of 99 on January 28th sold for $260 and one cent. $260 for a raw green lava refractor auto of Colt Emerson for Seattle Mariners. And then another one, like kind of get to the little more expensive ones. Like I said, draft Sapphire just came out and his 2023 Bowman draft Sapphire gold auto out of 50 raw sold on January 28th for $620. So I'm telling you, man, people are also seeing it too. He's, He's really talented. He's just a kid. He's freaking 18 years old, and he's already doing well in rookie and A ball. The sample size is small, so that also makes me super hesitant. He's only played 24 games. But from what I've seen and from what I've read, I think Colt Emerson could be a really interesting pick. I am almost certain when this season is over, this upcoming season, he will be a top 70 I don't, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'll put him in the top 50 in terms of prospects in MLB baseball. So, wow. Yeah, that's my pick. I think he's a really good sleeper for 23 draft because obviously everyone is in love with Wyatt Lankford and mm-hmm. Paul Skeens. So, I think Mariners are sleepers 
for sure. They have tons of good first Bowman autos in uh, draft. So that's my guy. So you go. I want to hear who your third pick is going to be. And I'm interested to hear more cards prices. Yeah. So my third and final pick, um, I went, like I said, I went, I went high on this one. Um, oh boy. Yeah. This uh, kid's 20 years old. He's 6'1", 180, ETA of uh, 2025. And why I picked him is because he plays the same position as uh, Jackson Holiday. Oh, boy. He's a shortstop. And he's 6'1", and Jackson <laughs> Holiday's 185. And, oh he's only fi- and this kid's only five pounds less than him. <laughs> They're very similar build, and I actually personally think he's got way more power than Jackson Holiday does. Obviously, Jackson Holiday is probably the overall better hitter, but I think in terms of power and glove, the kid might be a better prospect than than Holiday. I know who you're going to talk about. <laughs> who am I talking about? Your favorite team's prospect. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> Tampa Bay Rays prospect. Yeah. What's his name? Say his name. Carson. You say his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Carson Carson Williams is my pick. Yeah. Uh, not just because he's a Tampa Bay Ray, but um, I think, man, he's reading over his stuff and then looking at his card market. People are sleeping. <laughs> so, like I said, you know, he's the uh, 20th ranked prospect. Uh, he's 20 years old, 6'1", 180, ETA of 2025. In 2023, he played 115 games. He batted a 257, so low. His on base was still 356, though. He slugged 497, OPS of 853. He had 112 hits, 21 doubles, 7 triples, 23 home runs, 81 RBIs, and stole 20 uh, bases, uh, which makes him have a 2020 season in 2023. And then to go back to the uh, WRC Plus, in 2022, his WRC Plus was 124 in 113 games. Dang. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. And here's what I love most about him. And and you when you're uh, reading into prospects, what's the number one thing teams tend to really do with prospects? They move them around the diamond a lot. Right. Yeah. A lot of times when prospects get uh, scouted and they get signed, you know, if they're a catcher, they end up getting moved to the outfield. If they're a shortstop, a lot of times they move them to third base or second base. This tends to be kind of a common factor with, with young kids. You kind of try to see where they develop. Hey, you, you say you're shortstop, but we think you're better at second base. He is a no, they are scouting him as a no doubt shortstop. He already has, he won a gold glove in 2022 in the minors, by the way. Dang. He has a 95 mile an hour arm from shortstop. That's awesome. That's Ellie De La Cruz right there. Okay. Right. And the Rays have no interest in moving him from shortstop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So not to mention he's a stolen base threat, and they end his bio by basically saying he has potential to be an all-star caliber shortstop for them. Damn. Mm-hmm. So if you look at his card market – it does not reflect, to me, it does not reflect just how good it, the potential that this kid has. So his 2021 first Bowman Chrome 
purple refractor auto out of 250 PSA 10 on January 30th sold for $214.50. Dang. That's it. That sounds low. That's it. This one, you're going to like this one because I think this person got this for an absolute steal. His 2021 first Bowman Chrome Red Wave Refractor Auto. So this oh, is numbered no. out of five. PSA 10. Sold on January 22nd for $1,580. Damn. A Red Wave yeah. out of five auto graded a perfect 10. Sold Damn. for... 1580 but you have Anthony Volpe and Jordan Walker, first Bowman Chrome autos, just regular base autos, selling for 1500 Yeah, that feels I, – I hate to say this, but that might have been a bad selling decision. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I said this, this buyer got it for an absolute steal. Yeah. And then his, uh, his 2021 first Bowman Chrome – Aqua Lava Refractor, non-auto, numbered out of 199 PSA 10, sold on January 16th for $45.62. <sighs> and then his 2021 first Bowman Chrome Auto, PSA 9, auto 10, so they graded the, the auto, on January 29th, sold for $59. Wow. I, I don't know, man. I yeah. just, when when you're reading about Carson Williams and you're reading over his it has to be his stats that maybe aren't like super flashy. Right. And maybe that's why because he's he had a two fifty seven batting average. But you're talking about a guy who can hit twenty plus doubles, twenty plus home runs, and steal twenty plus bases. Yeah. I mean, what what are you guys looking at here? Like <laughs> yeah. He's he is a no doubt, no doubt player. Like no doubt, I'm playing shortstop. It's one of the best positions in baseball. Mm-hmm. It's one. It's like the most athletic position in baseball, maybe than other than center field. Right. Like if you're if you're playing short, you're really good. Exactly. You're one of your team's best players. So, to me, it does, his market does not reflect it whatsoever. And I've been really, really hot in this market right now. Really watching watching some cards and man, I just yeah, I personally <laughs> think like I mean with with w- everything that happened with Wander Franco and that team and yeah. how he just completely just ruined his entire life. Yeah, and they had you know the Rays have to be looking at Carson going like Wander who exactly like what we don't need him like we are no longer stressing about this goodbye exactly. You know? Goodbye. We have Carson Williams to take shortstop. And I think Carson Williams could, I think he could be a, a this year call up. Dang. Really I think, think he so. could, if, if depending on where the Rays are at. So I believe, I believe Carson finished in double A last year, if I can remember correctly. Correct. Let me, yep. So he didn't play many games in double A. I think it was only oh. like four games. Sorry. Triple A. Oh, he triple played... A. I'm sorry. Triple A. Yes. He played wow. four games in triple A. He only played six in double A though, so it was really weird. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think he will start in triple A this year. Yeah. They'll probably give him like half a season. And if he's really raking, 
I think he's going to end up getting called up for the second half of the season for the race, especially de- depending on where they're sitting at, and, exactly. and like in the rankings and in the standings, if they're making another push for the playoffs again. Nice. So Carson oh, Williams yeah. is my pick, is my last pick. I think, you know, for being so far up on the list at number 20, that market does not reflect that he's the number 20th ranked prospect in the league. I agree with you. I think that's a really good find. So those are my picks. Good picks. Damn you, Jason. Now I have yep. to add so Oh, it's bad. <laughs> it, it is bad, man. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, bad as in like so people understand our addiction is just going to get worse listening to this podcast episode. Anytime like, we talk uh, about prospects, it is not good for my uh, sanity. Not good at all. Not good for my watch list. Not good for my wallet. Not good for anything i just keep adding more and more cards while we talk so how do you how do you think i ended up with this christian franklin i should see 10 out of 10 i don't know man you you went we went off the deep end you went too far (laughs) you're not supposed to go that far yeah i was just like hey man this is a nice car hey this could work out you know oh my god yep oh yeah i might as well just anybody want this anybody (laughs) want this card i'm gonna put in a free box and set it outside Exactly. Uh, yeah. Good pick, Jason. I think that Carson, I think he's a good prospect. I'm really happy that he got jumped all the way up to 20. But yeah, he does that card market that you were reading off absolutely does not reflect it because everybody else from 19 to number one, their cards market is way more expensive than that. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell? Marcelo Mayer is still crazy expensive. James Wood is nuts. Max Clark is insane. Mm-hmm. Ethan Salas, all of them. Oh God, yeah. Langford, obviously. Jackson Churio, nuts. Yeah. Okay, good pick. I love the pick. I think that's a really good a good pick. I know he's on the race, and like you said, you eliminated your bias there. I think he's he's a good guy to watch, and I'm adding a bunch of his cards to my watch list now. There you go. But okay, yeah. Final thoughts. Wrapping this up. So. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that for everybody who's listening, thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you so much so much for listening to the podcast. Um, like Jason talked about and like we've been trying to talk about this whole time, Bowman prospecting is basically what Jelly Cards was founded on. And it's almost – it's become 90% probably of what we do our research on and invest in. And we wanted to do this podcast episode because MLB just released – their version of the top 100 prospects in baseball. And we've touched on it before, but when this happens, the cards market for all of these players that are in the top 100, especially the people who have gotten higher on the rankings, as in like they're getting closer to number one, those cards mark, those card markets get really crazy. Prices go up, the amount of sold cards for each player goes up, and you just kind of see this reflected cards market based on the top 100. So Jason and I decided to find players like we just decided outside of the top 15, outside of even the top, almost the top 20 to talk about those cards because we feel like, yeah, they're on the top 100 list, but their card market does not reflect where it could be. Like based on their stats, based on the scouting reports, based on advanced stats, all that kind of stuff. We like to look at that and see, hey, this player is actually really good. He's young. 
He's gifted. I feel like his card market is here right now, but it could become a lot better as the years progress. So if you're into that and you enjoyed this podcast episode as much as I did, thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, we touched on only a few. And like we talked about, there's so many more prospects that are going to be in their individual systems top 10. Mm-hmm. And we we cannot wait for that day because that's when we get really deep into our analytics and our decision making and deciding this is for sure a buy, this is for sure a hold, this is for sure a sell, all that kind of stuff. So reach out to us on social media platforms, on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Jelly Cards, J-E-L-I-C-A-R-D-S. On uh, TikTok, we are Jelly underscore cards. And let us know what you think. Let us know if we made some good picks here. Let us know if there's other players that you think are flying under the radar that are in the top 100. Um, I'm sure there's people out there who have players outside the top 100 that you want to talk about. Please, by all means, we would love to hear that. And like we always say, we want everybody to make money in this hobby. So if you find some cards that you think are good value and you want to share it with us, we would appreciate it. That's exactly what we are trying to do here. We're trying to make sure that we can help people at least give people a recommendation on what we'd be doing. We're not saying you're going to absolutely make money. If you follow us, exhibit a Jason bought a freaking random Cubs prospect in SGC 10, 10. Yeah. 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 You're I'm going to have the last laugh. No idea what that's, what's going to happen to that card, but it's all just some recommendations and fun. So thank you so much. You can listen to our jelly cards podcast on Apple and Spotify. If you enjoy the podcast, please follow it. Leave us a good review. We would love that. We would appreciate that. Um, yeah. So thank you, everybody. I hope we have, an, we, we have an amazing weekend and an amazing weekend ahead. And as always, keep spreading the love of this hobby from your friends at Jelly Cards.